0: Welcome to the Empowered Homes Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to be a resource to connect church and home by growing strong families.
1: Hey, this is Bobby. On today's episode, we have a special guest, Erin Weideman. She is the founder of Truth Becomes Her. Um, she is a sought after homeschool consultant. She's a certified teacher and coach. Um, she's been on Air One with the 59 Seconds of Hope, and she speaks all over the country um, about homeschooling, about, uh, family and life. And so she is a blessing to us, uh, during this time where we're all homeschooling. So in this episode, we discuss, you know, what should we do? How do we do it? And how do we just maintain sanity in the middle of all of this? So if you want more information, you can find it on empoweredhomes.org. Uh, hi, Maggie.
0: Hey guys.
1: Uh, We got a special guest. Um, I'll let Maggie introduce her here in a second, but today's episode, we are going to be talking about homeschooling, you know, with all of everything going on, parents are forced to be the teachers. Um, we're we're going to talk about just all the ins and outs of what homeschool looks like and how to encourage parents during this time. So Maggie, introduce a yeah. special guest today. Yeah,
0: so we have Erin Weideman with us today and she um, is an on-air personality with Air One. She does 59 Seconds of Hope with them um, and she is a certified teacher. She's a speaker and More importantly for our conversation today, she is a homeschool consultant. So we are excited to be picking her brain and learning from her wisdom as we have um, lots of parents who have been thrown into homeschooling their kids unexpectedly.
1: Yeah. Erin, welcome.
0: Oh, thanks, Bobby. Thanks,
2: Maggie. I'm excited to be here.
1: We're excited to have you. Um, When this kind of email came through that we could possibly have a, a homeschool consultant i was like a hundred percent let's talk about that because uh, we are doing all the schoolwork right now and uh, just for reference with my wife um, she was homeschooled um, so she's a, a product of, of being homeschooled but now with the roles reversed it is hard um, especially a lot of the teachers we're trying to show grace to them they they don't know exactly day to day what all the changes and Uh, You know, at one point we were on six or seven different platforms and then we switched to all to one. We're only going to use this one. And then each teacher was allowed to use whatever. Anyways, it's just been it's been a wild couple of weeks with all of this. And so uh, I think this conversation is timely. And uh, so just right off the bat, like what would you say to the parent who just feels completely overwhelmed right now?
2: Well, number one, um, what I would say first is stay calm and you can absolutely teach your children. I feel like a lot of parents are disqualifying themselves. Like I'm not an expert in a particular subject or I don't have the right training or experience. If you, you know, if you get some good training under your belt, get some practical tips, get a way to organize, you know, everybody, if you're juggling multiple kids and everybody's got an individualized learning need, right. That you need to come alongside and just shepherd them in this new way. You can fully do that. And you can really own your influence as a parent. This is just another layer of discipleship and leadership and what we're called to do to nurture and grow these amazing people God has given us. Um, The responsibility is so unbelievable. And and now we get to add in the the blessing, not the burden in this season Mm -hmm. of teaching our children. That's how I want parents to think about viewing it through that lens of this is a blessing. This is an investment we can make in our kids. We've never gotten this opportunity before. Wow. What an exciting opportunity to partner with God to get this done.
1: Yeah. And it, keeping that at the forefront is tough. Um, especially, you know, if you got even younger ones that aren't in school yet trying to maintain and manage the household with all that. <laughs> uh, so just what you said about, um, you know, maintaining that understanding that you can do it. What, what would you, I mean, I'm terrible at math my son struggles at math so how do i help him when i'm i have no idea like i'm just looking at him going man i don't know i'm sorry
2: totally so depending on you know their age their stage their grade level their you know how they learn best i know we've all sort of been thrust into the okay well now you're a distance learner and maybe there's a platform you're trying to get used to and maybe there are lessons you're both looking at going i'm not sure What's awesome is, you know, and the internet can feel overwhelming. I think to some parents who don't know what they're looking for, but certainly there's a vast ocean of opportunities that are both free and very low cost to parents that are available right now. If you can understand how to sort of sift through all that material and find things that are going to work for your individual students. Um, there are people available to ask. There are educators that have experience that can come alongside your teacher. It's a great option, um, to find those resources online. So number one, I would say, you know, if you're looking at the at the material going, gosh, I can't teach this, um, make sure you're asking questions. We're all isolated right now. And that doesn't just include physically, right? So we need to be reaching out and making sure we're asking questions to the people who know who can come alongside us and help us. That's part of why I love what I do, because I've been getting no shortage of message about everyone's individual learners from you know preschool all the way to high school going, where do I find some of these materials? So they're, yeah. they're available to you. You just got to know where to look. And there are people that can help.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, reaching out to their teachers, is that a, I mean, is that the first step or, I mean, do we just try to do it on our own?
2: Yeah. Well, I I think, you know, starting with their teacher, right? This is the person they're used to working with. They're, you know, they're used to seeing this person every day. That's sort of the, the schedule and the rotation and everything that they're used to doing as far as comfortability is concerned. Um, but certainly, you know, being able to distill what you're going to find online and find a resource that's going to engage your student, whether it's over the internet or, you know, finding units and lessons that are for the particular area of study that they're focusing on. These are all things that you can do. So I don't want parents to feel discouraged or overwhelmed. Like they, I don't know how to find these things. Starting with your child's teacher is a great place to go first, um, and I think too, just giving grace, you said it earlier, giving grace to those teachers, right? Because they were not expecting to have to provide all of this distance learning material, um, you know, all these different supports while your kids are at home. So just working with your child's educator to piece together a situation in the short term that's really gonna work. And then planning more for long-term vision. I think if um, you know this lasts for the rest of the school year and into the next year, we don't really know how long we're planning for. So I think just biting off a little bit at a time and not feeling so overwhelmed, like I've got to plan out the next 12 months, but really going, what do the next, you know, few days look like, you know, how are we finishing out the current units that you're on and getting a plan with your student. They are also a great resource to bounce ideas off of for how they learn best, the materials you find online that are going to be really interesting to them that are gonna engage, them, they're enthusiastic about. These are all great conversations to have with your family members so that you don't, as the parent, feel all this pressure to go, I've gotta provide all these materials. You wanna leverage all of the people in your sphere to help you find what you need.
0: I love that idea, Erin, of you know taking input from the kids and from the teachers and from your spouse. I think that that's great and to figure out what's gonna work best. One thing that I have noticed with a lot of the families that I work with and interact with is that they, um, they'll they like start with a really intense schedule and they'll have everything like in an Excel spreadsheet and then like that won't work and they'll scrap it and the next day it's just like, all right, it's a free for all, what do I do? Um, and so how do you find that balance between a workable schedule versus the freedom that kids also need?
2: Yes, I think a lot of parents are, you know, and and I struggled with this too when I, because I was a credential teacher, public, private high school, you know, in many different grade levels, like K all the way through 12, and when I sought out to to homeschool my own daughter for the first time, I had to let go of all the previous context I had for how school ran. You know, it's seven to eight hours a day. It's these specific timeframes. This is mm-hmm. the time you, I mean, the bell schedule and the rotations dictate everything you do. So our default, right? The place that we feel is really comfortable is to replicate that or create something that's very similar. So that's, that's something I would just caution parents to do. It is not your job to cre- recreate the normal traditional school schedule your child is used to. What you really want to do is meet together as a family, decide what are those core subjects we need to tackle first, get those on the calendar first in a way that makes sense. If it makes sense in this season to just do school, you know, four days a week for a certain time period so that you can be freed up to do different things, help out around the house, make sure your kids are resting, that you're bonding as a family, that you have freedom in this season through choice. You can choose and literally curate the the situation that's going to work best for every individual family member. It isn't going to be academic focused learning for seven, eight hours a day, the kids are used to that because that's just what the day requires. You've got 20 to five, 25 to 40 kids in a class. You know, the teacher stands in front, presents the material. You can let go of some of those traditional school rules and, and optimize your home and every space in it, every person, you know, so every person in it is getting what they need. And you're going to see that you have a lot more time to build out for things like developing unique abilities, you know, encouraging your kids to, play that instrument they always wanted more time to practice and even just to bond and do devotionals and Bible study as a family there's gonna be time for all those things so mm. I don't want parents to feel overwhelmed like they're looking at the bell schedule their kids are used to and going yeah am I supposed yeah. to do this like is it supposed <laughs> to be rigid and like military style um, let go of all that and meet with your family members and decide what's gonna work best for you guys
1: so it, I mean it sounds like every family is different Every family is unique. Every kid's unique. And we know that. And so parents just need to take a deep breath and, and adjust accordingly. I I had a question just as you're talking about like the being rigid in your schedule, not having the bell system, but you know, some people say it's, it's good to be consistent of like, Hey, we're going to do this every morning at 10 o'clock. This is our time for school. Or, you know, we'll do it in the afternoon. What do you think about, keeping it consistent Um, yeah I
2: say again working with your family in a collaborative cooperative way is has been key at least in my situation and all of the parents that I counsel around creating these schedules that will work for their unique situation whether you've got multiple kids you know some have special learning needs that you have to accommodate for some are kinesthetic learners some want to sit at the table and do their work and everybody wants to work maybe at a different time of the day these are all things that you're gonna hash out during you know, many a family meeting where you're trying to set these new expectations, but for for our family and what I always recommend to parents is depending on your child's age and stage and ability and personality, you know, with your youngest learners, you can start with 25 to 35 increment, you know, 25 to 30 minute increments at a time, right, where they would sit down and maybe do a focused learning activity. Older students can choose, right, and maybe they've got some ideas about how long they want to do focused learning, right? If they want to work on the subject of science or math or English language arts, does a block of time like 45 to 60 minutes work best for them? You can talk about these things in a family meeting with older students and really land on, okay, based on what I'm hearing, let's distill all the information, get you know some semblance of order on a schedule so we can understand if the morning's gonna work better, the afternoon, or we do a little bit here, we do a little bit there. Again, you can curate everything and you can fully personalize it for each student's individual needs, hold it all with an open hand, right? Because I mean, at the end of the day, some kids are gonna you know, sit down for focused learning and they're gonna only take 20 minutes to do that activity. Then they're gonna have free time. What are they gonna do then? Some students are gonna need a little bit longer and you maybe don't know that until they sit down and you go, gosh, we allotted 40 minutes, but now it's taking 60. And what you wanna do is, you, know, you get that routine, you get that rhythm sort of in place, you see it on a schedule, and then you adjust it, you know, and our job as you know, in discipleship and in leadership of our kids. Right. And, and if we're a good leader. The mark of a good leader is to assess the situation often, right? Invite the people you're leading into that conversation and make the adjustments that are necessary for people to be successful. So I think if you just understand that the schedule doesn't need to be so rigid life happens, you know, somebody wakes up sick, somebody wakes up late. No one's having to hustle and bustle out the door and grab their stuff. So. You know, life looks a little different. Can your kids sleep in now because they're not jetting off to school at a certain amount of time or at a certain time to be there? All of these things are different variables. So one thing I would, I I recommend to parents in this season. I mean, my family meets daily to talk about the schedule, you know, that's coming up for the next couple of days, what's been added to it, what's changed about it, because we're not just juggling school. We're juggling full-time work over here and the management of our entire household. Right. You've got lots of kids at home there. That means more snacks, more meals, more dishes, lots more stuff to do that need need your management. So meeting as a family and setting those expectations and saying, hey, let's figure out what looks good for this week or the next couple of days. Let's see if we can get in a good rhythm. And if we need to change it, we will.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things that we've said over and over is like almost daily since this has happened is, okay. What's working? What's not working? What do we need to adjust? Like that's been our conversation. And we, we've, we find that we have better days, you know, some days are better than others, obviously, but, um, adjusting and being flexible, um, not being so rigid, which for me, that's super hard because i'm structure stability you know follow the rules if you don't follow the rules there's consequences but being super flexible um is key for for us right now one one question i had and maybe you have some insight to this but we're starting to see it with a lot of our friends Um, they're actually pulling their kids like taking them out of school um and and just saying that they're gonna homeschool the rest of the semester but then they're even talking about possibly in the future, do you see homeschooling after this becoming like a, a greater thing? Is this going to expand or is it going to stay the same? What do you, what do you forecast?
2: That's a great question. So I, I love and kind of, you know, knowing my own experience and being, you know, a homeschooling parent after having taught, you know, traditional school for such a long time, I think what's going to happen, um, and I can just speculate at this point, but it really opens up a lot of beautiful opportunities to connect with your children and bond and watch them get excited about what lights them up, not just, you know, in their life and the things they're interested in, but watching your, like your, your child's potential unlock around, you know, different subject matter and learning different things and growing as a person. And as parents, you know, with kids in the traditional environment, we don't get to see that during the day, their teacher gets the blessing of that. Right? So I think as parents, you know, learn to navigate this situation, can get a handle on some things, get organized, you know, get the subject and lessons and curriculum questions out, you know, checked off the box one at a time. They're really gonna see a lot of freedom in this, but more importantly, they're gonna be able to bond with their children Mm. and develop and grow together in a way that really wasn't possible with them out of the house all day long. So I think that's what I'm personally great for as a homeschooling mom. You know, when we run business full-time ministry and it's all interwoven into our marriage and our parenting, but it's such a blessing to not just get to work with my husband, but we all work as a family team, we call ourselves. And, um, you know, spending the time that a lot of time with your people gives a lot of challenges too, but certainly there is um, something beautiful that God wants to grow inside your home when we can, you know, adapt and put some measures in place that are going to be really positive and watch what God does with each one of our relationships, um, being together as a family.
1: Yeah. It's definitely the first time we've ever had the honest conversation of do we want to do this like is this something for us it's been it's been unique and i know a lot of families around us are doing it and they're planning to do it um so, so it's it's pretty cool
0: that's really exciting and i'm i'm so interested to see what god has planned you know throughout this entire thing and um, but specifically what he has planned for families in this i think it's going to be really really cool to see um so aaron what are some resources that our families can go to? What are some just practical things that they can look into to help them, you know, whether it's just for this season of sort of temporary homeschooling or they're looking at, you know, longer term homeschooling options?
2: Great question. So it, it varies by state, obviously. So the first thing I would say is, you know, you want to sort of learn to understand your unique state and where you live and your particular situation as far as the parameters go. But for the parents out there, I mean, I, we've received just, you know, via our business and ministry channels, hundreds of messages from parents who are just trying to get a handle on this season. They need, you know, support. They need to be able to ask questions to someone who could point them in a direction. They don't have time to search the internet for the right lessons for their students. Um, you know, and they feel overwhelmed trying to figure out a routine and a rhythm that's going to work for their family. So on our end, we created a, a, a new six-part video training called the Heroic Homeschooler. It has how-to guides, it's got training videos, lots of bonuses inside, free content, and a private community where parents can ask any question they need to and get the answers right away to be able to turn this situation around quickly, to leave survival mode, right? We've all been for the last couple of weeks going, well, gosh, maybe they'll go back to school soon, um, but maybe they won't. So if it's looking more long-term or you're looking for specific support, that's the best place to go as far as getting support, getting your question answered, it's um, our website is truthbecomesher.com homeschool. There are free resources there for you. There are um, training materials, just everything a parent would need if they've never tried this before, or they're trying it in this season going, what I'm doing is clearly not working. Mm-hmm. Um, there's support out there for you and you don't have to look very far to find it. So that's just what I would encourage parents to do is reach out to friends. But certainly if you're looking for community and a way to get plugged in, come and be a part of what we're doing because it's really fun. That's,
1: that's awesome. awesome. So it's truthbecomesher.com?
2: Yeah, truthbecomesher.com slash homeschool. There's a special homeschool tab there. Free resources. The mentorship is there. Um, our team is ready and already answering questions. We've got tons of people in it already all over the country. So it's it's been really fun to shepherd this community, even just in the short term last week.
1: That's so- yeah,
0: I was going to say that's probably exploding right now. <laughs> Love yeah, that we, a little bit <laughs> we've, we've had a lot of a lot of
2: response so always i got so many messages that's i went awesome. got, you know what could we put something together that where they feel fully supported but then they can ask that question that i know they're sitting at home in front of their computer their kids are bouncing off the walls people right. are fighting going i just need to get a handle on this immediately there's an immediate yes.
0: solution for you <laughs> that's, yes
1: that's so good we'll be sure and uh, add that on the podcast uh, info you you'll be able to access that there that's so cool
0: that's awesome. Well, Erin, as we wrap up today, you know, we always like to end this with just something practical that parents can do today. So what is one piece of encouragement or just practical, just like do this right now um, that they can take hold of today?
2: Here is the best thing you could do today. If, if all of this stuff feels overwhelming, the best thing you could do right now is call a family meeting and talk about your family's individual values. Those values are different and unique to every single family, but those are the foundational truths, what you believe, what your family thinks is most important and matters most to each individual member and collectively as a family team. You want to use those values to guide your learning experience, your work environment, the the homeschool situation you're creating at your house can be fueled And inspired by these values our our family values are unity flexibility diligence um, and discipleship Mm -hmm. and we've got others peppered in there but those are the four I mean pillar family values that we all we always go back to every time we talk about setting a new expectation creating a new behavior where we're gonna work today how we're gonna work you know who's got a, a salty attitude it doesn't matter we funnel decisions, expectations, and behaviors through those family values. It creates less pushback. Nobody's in a fight. It creates buy-in for each of your individual learners. They're gonna be enthusiastic about learning because they know upfront what those overarching, important goals are for your family. And that has really revolutionized my own, you know, personal homeschool situation. And it's what I tell every family, like if you're gonna start somewhere, land on those values and allow them to inform how you approach homeschooling and everyone in your family you watch your home transform and everybody starts to buy it and it's really beautiful
1: man that's so good and it's exactly what we tell parents to do in everything else and so school's no different um you know our core values the things that we hold on to uh, the things that we want to be about as a family doesn't change even in the middle of this and so that's such a uh, so much wisdom there just have the family team meeting let's get together and let's talk about just to remind each other even in crisis this these things don't change that's, that's really good Aaron, thank you so much for your time yes thank you Aaron. so good we'll, we'll add all of this onto the info the, the podcast as well as on our website empoweredhomes.org uh, thank you so much
2: thanks so much you guys I had a
0: great time Thanks for listening to the Empowered Homes podcast. For more content and information to connect church and home, please visit empoweredhomes.org.